It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 321 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called 321 Beta. It is August 20, 2021, and this is Jen. I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today, and not all of it is focused on the Blizzard lawsuit shenanigans stuff. Some of it is a little bit, but I'm just going to start talking here so I can go back to playing the beta of Diablo 2. Um, so on August 19, the Diablo account tweeted, the gates open soon, put a little fire emoji, and announced that at that point when that was posted on the 19th, 24 hours until the open beta is live. So obviously now it's live. You might be playing it, listening to the sound of my voice sometime tomorrow if the beta still goes. So Blizz Planet helpfully posted some information to help you if you're trying to play the Diablo 2 Resurrected beta. Uh, you have to preload it, I guess, you know, so you're not... I mean, we, we preloaded it on... I'm playing on an uh, Xbox Series S, and so there's that. There's links to the Xbox Live. There's links to the PlayStation Store. So if you haven't gotten in there yet and you want to, this information will probably help you in some way. And if you're playing on a PC, I think that's probably really easy for you to do. Right, but I play on a Mac, so I had to go through the whole Xbox thing. And let me just briefly go over my week in gaming here. So I did a couple of videos of Diablo Three. One I got to put up still. I'm moving really slowly through the season because I've been so super busy this month. And today I have been playing the Diablo Two Resurrected beta, and the beta is great. It's wonderful. I haven't seen any bugs. I haven't had any problems. It doesn't crash. It's doing wonderful things. I, I'm enjoying the music, which is the same music you hear in the background of Shattered Soulstone. It's been that way since day one of Shattered Soulstone. First episode, I think. Maybe the second, but probably the first. And it's great. The problem I'm having is navigating Xbox S with all its menus and stuff. So I stuck a couple of things on Twitter just to see if it would work. A couple things got there, and I've, uh, with help from my husband, because I couldn't figure any of this out, We've he's figured out a way to get the screenshots and little clips into my Mac computer so I can do stuff with them. But anyway, so there's that. So that's why I figured this information about how to you know, get stuff going on PlayStation and Xbox and Xbox Live and all that might be helpful to some people because I haven't played a console in a very long time. So <laughs> some other people are probably having the same problem. So I figured that's useful information. And then, of course, there's the, uh, the Diablo um, team, I guess, linked to the all the information that's been up about like the closed alpha and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's still around if you, I mean, it's over that, that was with uh, the drops on Twitch. I don't know if, I don't know if any of you did this or not, but people were streaming the Diablo two uh, closed alpha and uh, you could watch their stream and connect your Twitch to your beta net. I think, or battle.net, I think, beta net, right. Um, 
and it would like count how long you've been watching the streamer who's playing was playing the Diablo 3 closed alpha and it would like tick over and eventually when you got to 100% you would get the drops but not if you're playing on a Mac so I just did it to see what it would do so that you know if there's one if there's ever a game that connects to Blizzard in some way that does drops for that go to Mac people, you know, people using Macs as well, that I could do it someday. But, you know, for me, it didn't really do anything because of that. So that was a thing. If you missed it, too bad. If you got it, I'd love to know what you actually received. Okay, so to get into the beta, if I'm remembering this correctly, you had to purchase Diablo 3 Resurrected to get into the open beta. And it looks like, according to this pile of information here from Blizzard about all of this, all players who pre-purchased Diablo 2 I probably said Diablo 3. Diablo 2 resurrected and currently own Diablo 3 will be able to immediately unlock the Heritage of Ariat, a Diablo 2 themed barbarian transmog set that Diablo 3 barbarians can wear for that classic blue war paint look. Anyone who pre-purchased the Diablo Prime Evil Collection can also earn their Mephisto pet and equip the Menacing Hatred's Grasp Wings set in Diablo 3. There's more details on that. It's kind of neat. They've got this little spinning barbarian with a huge axe and a bunch of armor and all that stuff. And I am, of course, playing a barbarian because that is what I play. And I'm having fun with it. But I forgot that there was this transmog. So that's going to be fun to play with when I go back into Diablo 3. Blizzard Watch also has an article about how to participate in the Diablo 2 Resurrected Open Beta. I'm sure it's just as informative as the other ones were. And I'll put all this in the show notes. You can pick whichever one you want to look at if you need that information. Um, All Things Azeroth, which is obviously about World of Warcraft, has been doing the show for a very, very, very long time after the Blizzard Activision lawsuit, etc. They took a break. The hosts took a break from the show. And on August 15, which would have been a couple days after I recorded the previous episode of Shattered Soulstone, uh, there was a tweet from the All Things Azeroth account. It's actually a thread on Twitter. Uh, The hosts of the show have decided that we cannot return from our hiatus at this time. We have simply not seen enough progress from the management of Activision Blizzard to allow us to talk about World of Warcraft at this time. Hashtag a better ABK follows up with, we stand with the employees and fans of the company in demanding changes. We will be extending our hiatus until at least September 13th. And we hope that time there will be an... We hope in that time there will be enough change to see a positive change. Thank you for understanding. So that's why you're not hearing uh, episodes of All Things Azeroth lately. Someone named Kate, who works at Activision under Q&A, wrote on August 16th, Good morning, Twitter. This is your reminder that the demands of ABK workers are still met with silence. And there's a little blue heart, which is representing the ABK workers. And there's a hashtag, a better ABK, and hashtag end abuse in gaming. It is my understanding that Q&A people have a horrible, horrible experience there. And um, I think I read at least one article about it. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, a better Ubisoft that, that spawned from a better ABK. They signed an open letter in solidarity with Activision Blizzard demands uh, about a few days ago, I guess. And it's in Wowhead if you want to hear more about that. Here's a piece from... Okay, so I guess they've had scandals as well, according to Wowhead. Uh, what started with more than a dozen public claims of sexual harassment quickly... 
quickly uh, Ubisoft, at Ubisoft quickly revealed the long-term systemic issues within the French video game publisher, ranging from subtle sexism to overt sexual assault. Interviews with past and current employees uncovered dozens of accusations long forgotten, mishandled, or ignored by Ubisoft's human resources department, with many describing a frat house environment which is all too familiar to the allegations surrounding Blizzard Entertainment. So it's happening at other places too, but they're also fighting back, like the ABK workers are doing. So that's that's a change. I mean, I don't know where this is going to go. My The cynic in me says that the high-ups are just going to blow this off and hope we're all happily playing you know, the Diablo 2 beta and going to ignore all this stuff and just not care. But I don't know that that's true. I think that's what they hope. I know there's a bunch of shareholders that have uh, gotten involved in lawsuits from several different law firms about not being happy with everything over at abk i don't know what's going on at ubisoft but it seems like since this all started of you know a workers coalition they can't be a union apparently at least not yet with you know activision blizzard king it's starting to influence workers at other gaming places that gaming companies that are treating people bad so i'm hoping this will bring about change there's an article on polygon from august 17 called How the Video Game Industry Can Unionize in the Wake of Activision Blizzard. Concrete Steps Workers Can Take Today. And it's got some interesting art at the top of the page. So it's talking about different other gaming companies other than Blizzard, although it does have the picture of the orc statue in there somewhere. And it's just talking about, you know, what can be done, these kinds of things. It's difficult to start a union though it's it's difficult um so the writer of this article is emma kanema or kanema i'm not sure and it talks a little bit about ubisoft and it talks about a union provides a floor of economic security for workers who face systemic oppression bipoc queer people and women in particular. A union allows workers to level the playing field and rebalance the inequitable power dynamic where executives have unilateral power over our work and our lives. A union can result in better pay, better working conditions, and better health care. And it goes over Blizzard hiring uh, the, quote, union avoidance law firm Wilmer Hale. I don't know what happened with that. I haven't heard anything that said, okay, we're going to not use Wilmer Hale. I think they're intending on using Wilmer Hale to make sure no one gets a union and all the help that provides. Uh, Another little paragraph in here. Ultimately, ultimately a union allows workers to have economic autonomy and the ability to speak about their work conditions without their bosses retaliating against them. It provides a form of protection for workers in precarious situations during deeply uncertain times. And it goes from there. Okay, there's another article on Blizzard Watch uh, called Ubisoft Workers Join a better abk to demand a better ubisoft it's written by matthew rossi who's a fantastic writer and uh this is definitely something you should read if you want to know more about these kinds of things uh, this is ubisoft is the game that makes far cry an assassin's creed series it says has repeat they've repeatedly been in the news for a toxic culture of its own according to an internal survey at ubisoft over 25 percent of ubisoft employees have seen or experienced harassment at work multiple executives from the chief creative officer serge hasquet to Yanis Mayat, the director of the company's Canadian studios, and global HR head Cecile Cornette resigned as well. The creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ashraf Ismail, 
took a leave of absence that ended up with him being fired after an investigation of charges that he lied about his marital status, that he was married in order to sleep with fans. So this stuff just keeps happening, you know, it just keeps happening. And it looks like there's a big push from, you know, a better Ubisoft and the employees there. So that's good. That's good that they're pushing back in large numbers at various companies. So that way the other companies can't say, oh, we're not like Blizzard. We didn't have a walkout. Nobody signed a letter. Well, (laughs) there you go. There'll be a walkout probably over there at some point. There's a person named Jessica on Twitter that has a little blue heart uh, by their name uh, described as, quote, human capital of at Blizzard Entertainment in her bio. And she retweeted a person named Valentine who says, so, hey, I'm seeing recruiters approaching ABK workers who are pushing for change, telling them to stop being so loud. Apparently it's making it hard for them to find candidates. It is never okay to tell people to stop advocating for a better workplace. And Valentine used hashtag a better ABK and hashtag end abuse in gaming in that one. And Jessica posted a screenshot from It's either an email or a text or something. And person wrote to her, Hey, Jessica, I am on the front line as a recruiter. Some of the articles that you are sharing freak candidates out. They left an emoji of a winking smiley face with a tongue sticking out on that one. Continues with, Can you please share what we are doing as a company to eliminate such toxic behavior? ABK has made many strides to head this off. Your updates don't seem to address this. So basically, this is a recruiter who is having trouble hiring people at probably Activision Blizzard and is has decided that the problem is that people are talking about what's happened at Activision Blizzard and that they want changes and that they are posting articles about the things that have happened at Activision Blizzard and that they want changes and they're posting about the lawsuits and they're posting about how people were treated and they're retweeting people's awful, terrible stories of things they experienced in the workplace there. But this recruiter whoever they may be, thinks the problem is that maybe we should all just shut up so this person can recruit people. That's terrible. That is a terrible, terrible thing to tell someone. Can you imagine that? Hey, I know your workplace really sucks and people are getting abused and probably none of this is going to work very well, but you're making my job really hard right now, so I need you to shut up so that we could throw more people into this to get abused. I mean, that's what I'm seeing here. I think that Jessica was very kind to leave that recruiter's name out of there because, oh my goodness, I think people would have things to say to that person. Uh, There's uh, a tweet from Reddit Diablo. Sometimes I go there. I have a little trouble navigating Reddit because of I can't really follow exactly what connects to where or where it goes. Sometimes there's a link to something somewhere else and I I just get confused, but that's okay. Other people like it. It's fine. But uh, Reddit Diablo posted a thing on Reddit and it's uh, the tweet says that uh, Nathan Lutzock, as in the Lutzock's item for the Barbarian in Diablo 3, that's named after him. And I know that from watching Westmarch Workshop's latest episode, which I'll talk about in a bit. Uh, so Nathan Lutzock is the Diablo 3 producer, and he was answering questions about monster design in Diablo 3 in an Ask Me Anything About Your Favorite D3 Monster. So if you want to see what he had to say about different ones, there's a glorious picture of one of those awful trees that walk around and how this works. And um, yeah, so that's kind of neat. You can read through it and see what people said. 
Uh, as far as hiring problems, it seems like the Diablo team's not having any trouble at all. Wyatt Chang posted on Twitter on the 17th, the Diablo Immortal team has just opened two new design positions. Perfect opportunity for anybody new to the industry who loves Diablo, loves mobile, and wants to help us define the future of the Diablo universe. And then you can there's a link to it continues with uh, better representation will help us make a better game and shape a better blizzard women encouraged to apply which is really neat because I know there was a few other Diablo immortal jobs opening up and I think there was another one in another part of the Diablo team I think there's been some Warcraft stuff but I haven't paid as close attention to that so I'm not sure where that went and then we have um, a couple days ago we have uh, Huli who is a community manager for Diablo. And Huli wrote this, Diablo 2 resurrected ladder and patch update on the Diablo 2 resurrected forum. So this is what he wrote. Hi all, over the last week we've seen much speculation and reactions from the community around the subject of ladder play releasing post-launch. We wanted to take this opportunity to share that ladder-only rune words unique items, and Haradra Cube recipes that were once restricted to ladder rank play will now for the first time be included in non-ladder multiplayer and single-player play. We understand these items complement prominent builds and play styles cherished by the community. Furthermore, we have heard the community ask to include these items into the single-player experience for quite some time. Now players playing solo can also partake in the metas that have become popularized from the original multiplayer ladder experience. Furthermore, single player will now also include access to the Pandemonium event and Uber Diablo content. To mitigate server impact and protect server stability of the game during the launch window, we plan to have ladder rankings and listings to be implemented shortly after launch. That's a great idea because everybody's going to jump in all at once and if you're trying to get the ladders thing going, I think it's going to overwhelm stuff very quickly and maybe that's what the community management team thinks as well. You know, I remember when Diablo 3, you know, finally launched and we all had to, we had just a hell of a time trying to get into the game. You know, I remember that and I think they're trying to maybe not have that happen with, uh, with uh, the Diablo 2 resurrected game. To continue, uh, this will enable players to have a fair chance to partake in the race that comes with the first season's ladder for Diablo 2 Resurrected and not run into any possible launch window stability issues that could impede that experience. Once we have a more precise gauge on this front, we'll notify the community of the exact date and time in September. And then there's a we hope this uh, provides clarity. Um, we look forward to sharing the latter start times with the community. Once we have it locked in, we'll provide early enough notice so players can make the appropriate accommodations to their race to 99. And there's some patch notes going on for stuff in there as well, but I think that was the main idea, the big thing. Here's a fun thing. Adam Fletcher, who is the global develop, global community development lead for at Diablo, at Diablo Immortal, and at Blizz Heroes, uh, posted a screenshot. So someone wrote, I'm ecstatic. They're pretty much delivering on everything that I've been wanting as far as tweaks to the original game, minus one thing, Cow King not locking us out of farming cows. And uh, so Adam Fletcher's Twitter is PezRadar. PezRadar says, oh yeah, that's a thing. You can kill Cow King and not be locked out in D2R. Someone else jumps in and says, source? PezRadar says, me. Because he is the global community development lead for Diablo and Diablo Immortal. 
<laughs> but somebody didn't think to check. Literally underneath his name in whatever forum this was, it says, you know, it says Pez Radar and it says Community Manager. I mean, like, maybe it's his Discord on here. I don't know. Could have been Reddit, but like, they just missed that entirely. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, you know. Um, Pierre Diablo, which is uh, got a lot of stuff about Diablo 2 and Diablo 2 Resurrected. They have put together a Diablo 2 rune word calculator. I have no idea how this works because I wasn't able to play the original Diablo 2. I think I played it for like half an hour and my computer just wouldn't do it back in the day when I was still using a PC. So I don't know what this does, but I guess they're all in here and I think they're clickable. What if I click on one? Oh yeah, it'll show me like, um, I clicked on the first one, which is L-E-L, and it says what it's for and what it can do and all this other stuff you can put it in. So that's kind of neat. That's a lot of details, so you don't have to go look them all up yourself. And I'll end the show talking about Westmarch Workshop, who did episode 216 called It's Beta Season about two days ago on Twitch. I caught almost all of the show on Twitch when it was live. And Ninebald mentioned the Let Socks guy. That's how I know about it. But he also talked about um, a bunch of other things that has to do with uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected and that kind of thing. So it was a really good episode. Wasn't incredibly long compared to a lot of episodes. It was It's like an hour and a half. It's more than I do, that's for sure. Um, and it was just Ninebald talking about Diablo stuff. It was pretty cool. So you can check that out if you'd like to while you're, you know, grinding for uh, whatever you're looking for in Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected. I'm glad they made an open beta for anyone to get in, unlike the closed alpha. I get why you need closed alpha testing. I understand why they put that on, you know, let people stream that. I'm sure there's probably people streaming the open beta too, but I, I don't stream because it's just, it's just more than I want to handle, honestly. I used to stream, but I'm like, eh, I don't have the energy now. So... Um, I think with that, that's pretty much everything I had that's relevant for this week's show. And I'm hoping all of you have a really good time playing the Diablo 2 Resurrected beta on your PC or on your console of choice. I know I'm going to go back to do that as soon as this show is over and the show notes are ready to go. You'll hear this show tomorrow from the point I'm recording it now. And uh, yeah. It's always a happy weekend when there's a beta for a Diablo game that you can get into, in my opinion. And that's where I'm going to end the show. You have been listening to episode 321 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. You can also leave a comment on the Shattered Soulstone dot com website. Thank you for listening.